0: Ho, ho, ho door, ladies and gentlemen, fits in the tree, I've been holding back the Mariah Carey holiday invasion just for you, so let's get going with another banger episode of Morning Radio, TBT. <laughs> have,
1: you, have you heard the theory that um, Mariah Carey is like a, like a, like a Baba Yaga? And, like, when she says, all I want for Christmas is you, like, that's the soul that she's chosen to devour, and we just let that person go once a year, and she goes back to sleep. Why has no one
0: made that film yet? (laughs) She probably will sue, but... yeah, Mariah Carey seems like a remarkably
1: litigious human being. Like I, I I don't get the sense that she is a good person. Like, you know how like with some pop stars you kind of want to believe that they're like good people. Like they seem cool. I don't think
0: Mariah Carey's cool. I mean, she's a diva in every sense of the word, and I think she yeah. owns that. Um, but if someone can com- convince her that it would be a good move to do a film where she plays a Baba Yaga type of character and like it's a very it's a very meta. Right, 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 yeah, exactly <laughs> That exactly. kind of movie, and she just kind of leans into it because I like y- I, you've seen her, you've seen her video, right? On uh, it, 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 God, I know I saw it last year, but it comes out on the social media where like she's she's on the bike in her witchy outfit, uh, yeah. like straight yeah, out Wizard of Oz, and then it it <laughs> it frame cuts into her in the Christmas outfit.
1: The, there are there are two. There are two pop stars that I actively avoid any kind of direct contact with because they both seem like they're just terrible people. Mariah Carey and Robin Thicke. Like, I'm not interested in either. I think they're both awful. Um, and so, uh, no, I, I have not seen this, but that's also because I keep an intentional distance between Mariah Carey. And I don't understand how, as a culture, we have crowned her the queen of Christmas. I don't,
0: I don't like it, Josh. I, I don't like I mean- it that that will fade give it give it time it will fade away the yeah. the fact is um her holiday album is phenomenal and uh, like i think it overshadows her the rest of her work which she might be a little miffed to hear but i'm yeah. just i'm just some guy <laughs> i'm just some guy i doubt she really cares that much
1: I, I don't even think, like, I, I, I don't find anything particularly interesting about her holiday album. It's just a person with a good voice singing holiday songs. Like, there, there's no yeah. there's no interesting interpretation, right? Like, I, part of what makes Trans-Siberian Orchestra, in my mind, stand out is because it was, a, it was like a wholly original reinterpretation of Christmas music at that time, right? The, the closest sure. that you had to the edge of Trans-Siberian Orchestra was Mannheim Steamroller. And it's funny that they're both, like... Like, I can imagine a world where Mannheim Steamroller opens for Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and it's just, it's so much, like, so much heavy metal equipment, just in the names alone. Um, (laughs) But, like, there was something very original about Trans-Siberian, and um, I, I don't see any, like, real originality in Mariah Carey. She just sings the songs of other people. She sings them well, but I don't know. I'm just not interested in giving somebody who seems like a mean person my attention
0: and that's that's fine that's, yeah. that's fine i mean i i play a game every holiday season where i try to see how long i can go without hearing mariah carey's all i want for christmas is you i've decided i can hear the song the loophole is i can hear the song okay. as covered by other artists okay but i try to avoid her version because okay. it is so remarkably overplayed i have lost horribly this year thanks to fucking peloton
1: yeah well. Um
0: it's either that or don't get fit, so. <laughs> uh,
1: which do you think, and I'm, I'm going to use this word in a slightly ironic way, which do you think is more triggering for millennials? The The bells opening, the dun, 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 uh, for, uh, for that song, or the three notes at the beginning of Welcome to the Black Parade on the piano? Dun,
0: dun, dun. <gasps>
1: right, which, um, which do you think millennials hear and... And it, it like triggers the
0: biggest reaction. <laughs> I would, I would say the, I would say the Mariah Carey. You think so? I, uh, yes. Um, it's, I, I think it's more visceral. It, it's, it's more ingrained and the trigger is less pleasant than it okay. is, uh, for Black Parade. I, I keep
1: losing on the Black Parade argument. Um, I, there was a, a, a there was an article that came out recently that one of my uncles shared about, um, Mr. Brightside, basically being the millennials entry into the same canon as don't stop believing by journey. Um, which was a really like, it made me pause and think. And I was like, by the oh, killers. Yeah. Mr. Brightside Fine. by the killers. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I was like, I, I mean, yeah, kind of it's, it's very uplifting and it's a song that people like when they hear at a bar, they're going to scream, sing to every time. And I thought of two other songs that I thought could potentially be in that similar category. One being welcome to the black parade and the other being boulevard of broken dreams. And I am losing consistently on Welcome to the Black Parade. I thought it was something that was a lot more people were aware of.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it was played. I mean, I feel like it's it was played as much as those yeah. other songs. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe it gets subsequently played less. I think because the song is odd. It is. You know, and especially when you take it out of context from the rest of the album. Right. Uh, Because until we had our conversation a few months back, I I didn't really understand and appreciate that this was part of a larger story Mm -hmm. Uh, because I listened to the song and I'm just very confused about this dad, like asking his (laughs) child existential questions at a parade. It's, it's, it's a dad. I'm here for candy. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's old men in two tiny vehicles are going to throw peppermints at me.
1: (laughs) It's just, it's up there with like some of the songs from the wall. In terms of like it's you know sure. like out of context, yeah, it's a little weird, but it is like comfortably numb. Out of context is sort of an odd song, but it's still so ethereal and cool that everybody's like, oh yeah, comfortably numb. That's where it's at. Yeah. Um, I think Welcome to the Black Parade is similar. Yeah, um, this is wildly off topic. It's wildly off topic.
0: <laughs> I love, but uh, <laughs> listeners chime in about how you feel about Mariah Carey holiday about music, Mariah. Mariah Carey music in general, and um. If we just need to get off music, uh, we won't. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, we still value your input. Yeah, of course we do. Um, we have more follow up news. I, I, is this what every podcast does at the end of the year? They just have to play like housekeeping and <laughs> recapping because so much stuff happens in a year. Like twenty twenty three could use an update to Fallout Boys. Cover of We Didn't Start the Fire. Like enough shit has happened in this one in, in 2023, year. Yeah. And, well, and, and it's funny, like you and I have been out in front
1: on, uh, even though, you know, like 100 people listen to us, we've been out in front on a lot of these topics and, and we've been covering it before the rest of the mass media has. So we I really have. I maintain once, once our, like, once we hit critical mass on the audience, people are like, these guys, they're ahead of the curve on most of this stuff.
0: Yeah. Got some, got some heads on our shoulders here Big brain power yep big brain <laughs> um all right let's get into uh some follow-up go for stuff it. real quick uh okay. we'll go ahead and knock the political stuff out of the way shall yeah, we I love it yeah a few months ago mm-hmm. you were complaining about foghorn leghorn and him <laughs> um no uh tuberville
1: oh my god tuberville. tommy tommy fucking tuberville this asshole yep <laughs>
0: this guy um he has largely relented he has buckled yep yeah he he's still holding up like 30 or 35 military appointments like some big ones
1: yeah they they are like upper command which it like i part of me is like okay first of all i i, I don't love the idea that he's still holding back like some military command positions but also the idea that those positions would be approved in mass, um, I'm I'm okay with the idea that some of the especially higher level positions in the military actually get some sort of floor debate. Now, I still think that the reason that he's holding out is completely fucking stupid, and there's some really interesting analysis on why he relented on some of them. Um, but yeah, for the most part, he's like they they just swept through
0: 425 military promotions that he had held up. So, in 30 seconds or less, what's that analysis? Of why he's still holding up, or why yeah, he relented.
1: The, so the 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 writing is basically on the wall in terms of where the American public is on the abortion debate, right? Like mm-hmm. there is a largely a a consensus in the United States, broadly popular, that abortion access should be allowed in within certain guardrails, right? The mm-hmm. idea of it being completely off the table is not popular with the United States. In fact, even like very restrictive. Um, windows of uh, of when it should be available is not popular and part of the reason that uh the that like these last couple of special elections have been so monumental is because abortion has been on the ballot and there's a good argument to be made that especially after Ohio deep red Ohio at this point it's I think it's like Republican plus seven um so fairly deep red Ohio voted to protect abortion access basically he saw this is a losing issue for me to continue to stand on and he probably had a ton of internal pressure from his own party saying we we cannot continue to make this argument because it is a losing political argument for our party you have got to back off and that's they at least
0: have to change their strategy
1: right exactly They've, they've got to go about it a different way so i i thought that was interesting
0: um uh, that was longer than 30 seconds. Do well, as, as, as good as I <laughs> could <can> do. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we've ranted about him before, and um, it looks like we've progressed to the point where he is acknowledging that this particular f- battle tactic is not working, but he will continue to soldier on and fight for the right of to women party. to not have rights
1: yeah yeah <laughs> you know, that's actually uh, one of our most listened to episodes if we're if we're like doing our year-end reflection the tuberville or tuberville episode is one of our most listened to episodes great love yeah. that yeah yeah super popular episode people like All that right. discussion well, so they uh, hopefully should everybody
0: comes back and listens to this
1: <laughs> the
0: the tie-up yep go on uh next thing uh McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, who has famously tweeted over the past year how he will never give up and <laughs> fighting for the American people. Uh, he is giving up.
1: <laughs> it's just it's such a first of all, all I can think of is the uh, the galaxy quest. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> yeah, no, <know>? dude. Dude <laughs> is doing the opposite fully, of that. Fully fucking gave up. He's quitting Congress before his term is up.
0: That's and I, I I'm like ooh I wish I was a bug on that wall like I want to know what those conversations are because like why would you not finish out your term?
1: Okay, so my my opinion, he's a sourpuss little bitch ass. Like he he's just like he he is so upset over the way things went and he's so butthurt about it all um, that he lost his speakership, which is like the it, it's one of those things that it se- he seems like the kind of guy that like since high school. Has wanted to be Speaker of the House, and he got his rattle taken away from him. And he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I I, I was never actually interested in representing the people of Central California. All I wanted was to have my position, and I am the fuck out of here now.
0: I mean, that makes all three guys on the cover of that book like the young guns. The young guns, like, yeah,
1: they're all they're all out. They've all flamed out. They they're all, out of ammunition, and they they all just they left. Yeah, they pieced
0: out, and That's two of them so were wild. speakers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say, and you know, judge me as you will. Uh-huh. I don't think Paul Ryan should have left.
1: Yeah. So Paul Ryan's interesting. He, I mean, Paul Ryan for the most part was a pretty boilerplate neocon. You know, he like is somebody that I agree with or uh, disagree with on most political issues, but not somebody that I would look at and go, that man's a threat to the Republic. Um, and I like, those are the kinds of opponents that are, or, or adversaries, I guess. I don't want to say enemies cause it's not enemies, but you know, you're no just political opponent. Yeah, exactly. That I would like to have in the Republic. If there has to be a conservative side of things, Paul Ryan was the, I mean, the guy was a smarmy politician, but uh, there was nothing, uh, um, there was nothing like incalculably offensive about him. Uh, so yeah, I don't disagree. Like, yeah, bro shouldn't have just dipped. But he's probably making a lot more money now.
0: Yeah, he's probably doing all right, um, yeah. and McCarthy's probably going to be just fine, and he'll be somebody will take care of him. Yeah, we'll we'll see what he decides to do uh, when he when he leaves. I just like it. It's appalling to me, and it's just mystifying. And I'm like, is he is he getting some sort of behind the doors pressure from his colleagues? to be like, you get, get out or we're going to shank you. I I, like, I don't know.
1: I, I, it was, what's interesting is this is this particular, um, congressional class has, uh, the most number of people, um, choosing not to seek reelection, um, or retiring early, early in, in, in scare quotes. Um, then in, then in like the last 40 something years or something like that, I, I forget the exact statistic. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and Correct the number on it, but it, the point being, there are a, a, a historic number of people leaving Congress early in in this congressional term, um, or or deciding not to seek re-election. And so, Kevin McCarthy is a very high-profile member of that group because he was the leader of the party and he was the the House Speaker. But something is driving people completely out of Congress. And, and frankly, I think it is just an exhaustion. Like, Congress doesn't do anything anymore. Like, like, that's that's not even an exaggeration at this point to say. Like, they today they censured Jamal Bowman for pulling the fire alarm, which... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro probably shouldn't have done that. But a congressional censure used to have some kind of meaning to it. Like, that used to mean something. And uh, they censured him for pulling fire alarm. Um, like just weird shit like that. Like that's what they're spending their time on. And I I think that I want to believe that there's actually a large enough population of people in the Senate or I'm sorry, in the Senate, in, in the House or the Senate that actually went to Congress to do things for the American people, not to become like a, a political TikTok star. And I think that they see the way that things are going and they're giving up. Which might be kind of scary. It is. Because um, I just we'll- I can't believe... Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say it will thought? only exacerbate the gridlock. But
0: go on. Yeah. Um. Well, you have. Oh man. Okay. So listeners, we're recording in the evening on this episode, real quick. Uh. <laughs> so Ryan is not doing a coffee. Instead, uh-huh. he has a big ass mug of beer. I got that is mostly gone. Yeah, It was sucking it down fast. <laughs> it was only half full to begin with. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's a huge one. That would it be a tall two, pour.
1: It fits two cans if you fill it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, So, all right. But anyway, uh, I just I find it interesting that McCarthy's like, I'm resigning. I'm leaving, He's you out. know, yeah. like roughly immediately. But George Santos had to be pulled like kicking and screaming from the fucking house.
1: So I got to say it is it's very interesting to me. The confluence of these two events. Like, I, I want to talk about the George Santos thing in isolation because it's a it's a fucking clown show, and I love it. But it is fascinating to me that days after they kick out Santos and that GOP majority narrows, McCarthy pieces and narrows it even more. That's uh,
0: an- another reason I'm confused. You got bubbles, right? Uh, you got bubbles. Uh, oh, yep. The 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 <laughs> another reason I'm I'm so confused is I was like. I honestly wasn't sure if they would vote him out, if enough Republicans it, it, would it vote Santos out. Overwhelming.
1: Yeah. Like it, now, it wasn't it wasn't a majority of re- republicans, but it was an overwhelming majority of the overall House.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. En- en- enough Republicans said joined the Democrats to be like, Yeah, get him out. Get the fuck uh, out of here. Yeah. Like a hundred or a hundred and five. And they, they needed to like keep him.
1: 88 or something. And they, yeah, they, no, no, no,
0: I thought it was 105 voted amount. I, I'm, I'm going to look up the number oh. real quick. Maybe, maybe I misread that, but it was like no, it's it, all good. The, the amount of people that voted to say Santos, that guy that has no millimeter of credibility in him whatsoever. Yes, absolutely. We should probably keep him. But yep. I honestly thought it would be more because I thought they would be like, we've got to keep our majority at all costs. So the vote total was 105
1: Republicans and they needed like, I think it was 88. So they exceeded by 17, 105 Republicans said, kick him out. 112 said, keep him. so that the, the okay. vote total ended up being three eleven to 114.
0: Yes. So uh, 112 said now said, Santos needs to stay. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's wild. 50 of those, 50 of those might've actually been submitted by Santos posing as other people. <laughs> um,
1: no, 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 he, he, he could not have. I, I, Josh, I'm going to defend him on this. He, he could not possibly have done that. He was uh, at the ISS at the time that the vote was being held. So, oh, okay, yeah, he, he was, he was. I was like the ISS, <laughs> the International <laughs> Space Station. He was loading some experimental equipment onto the ISS. So he, it, it couldn't have actually been him in this case. <laughs>
0: ISS also stands for in-school suspension. So my brain was really (laughs) doing some acrobatic work here. No, um, so Santos, I think knew
1: it was coming. Like I, a lot of people were, yeah, a lot of people were like, this might not pass. Like it it was, it was a live question, but bro had his coat on and was out the door before the vote was finished. I think he fucking knew it was coming.
0: Well, he had to finish setting up his cameos so he could start raking up (laughs) the real money. American people, you make me sick. You make me sick. I am so disgusted. Here's the, here's the
1: thing. If it didn't go towards directly funding a complete disgusting jackass like George Santos, I would buy a cameo spot from him just to see what I could make come out of his mouth, like my
0: fancy little puppet. It's it's almost uh Amazing to see someone that just has absolutely no moral backbone. I thought that was Ted Cruz and I think Santos has, well, has beaten him. He, he has and and
1: actually what um, the, I think the, the frightening thing is George Santos himself um, in terms of like the level of corruption that he engaged in. First of all, actually really is not anything new. He just didn't, he didn't hide it the way that you're supposed to. And I say supposed to again, in air quotes, right? Like there are ways to get away with campaign finance um, corruption And he was just so stupid and blatant and out in the open about it that he got caught. Um, What is truly chilling about him is what you just talked about, his complete lack of moral fortitude. What percentage of the people in the country today are George Santos's? I don't know, but they're all buying his fucking cameo. Well, and, and the thing that's – I mean what's what's frightening about it is like how many people do you interact with on a daily basis that are just compulsive liars, that have made up completely everything about themselves and and, and are just trying to grift their way through, through life? Like it's just – it's – I think that's the thing about him that's scary because he's kind of clownish. But the idea of what he potentially represents in terms of a percentage of the population, that's frightening. He's a 60s Batman
0: villain is what he is. <laughs> he is, yeah. And here's the thing. I – really enjoyed all the the humor on on like the socials surrounding santos um but the thing is like if he's a character that's one thing but like he was a person that was supposed to represent people and yeah to your point he had colleagues like pretty much from day one that that were like oh yeah this guy is a huge lying piece of shit um but we all lie i mean we're all deplorables uh oh am i allowed to say that word
1: I think, uh, I don't know. I, after 2016, we might not be allowed to use,
0: use that one anymore. Yeah. I think that came up recently. Uh, deplor, uh deplorables might've been <laughs> appropriated. Uh, but anyway, um, just, they're all just like, ah, oh, we, I mean, we all lie. We've all got skeletons in our closets. When we meet our hookers, we always pretend to be someone else. Right. Um, so it's, it's all that to say is that's why I am actually surprised that they, they voted him out. out. um,
1: I think he would have been a severe albatross had they not. Um, I, I actually think that the, the, the GOP is in a uniquely good position to sweep the 2024 elections. And I, I think that there is enough of them that are tactical and vicious enough that they are already looking at the landscape and going, we have to do everything we can to clear every obstacle. To us just completely overtaking House, Senate, and presidency, which it that that is that is coming. That's that's what's on its way in twenty-four right now. Um, and George Santos was a he was a he was an albatross. He he is somebody who would have held that back. And so I think there's enough of them that were tactical enough that even though they're like, it's gonna shorten our vote in the House, it's gonna, you know, narrow those things, it'll make life that much more difficult for the next, you know, nine months. But we can't have this asshole hanging over us um, while we go into the next election. We don't want to have to answer for him, and
0: that's what did him in. Yeah, you may have a point there. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, that's that's my political uh, follow up, uh, and all of other follow up, and uh, talking about. Uh, we had a big conversation about social media's and, and Twitter last week. Yeah. And, uh, well, three days ago, I got my invite for blue sky. So did you, I am now on my way to actively getting out of Twitter Okay, and replacing it with blue sky. Nice. Um, That's very exciting. Blue sky was, is basically what Twitter was should be. Yeah. (laughs) And and what it, 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 it should be prior to, uh, South African emerald miners taking over. Um, that fucking guy, yeah, that that guy. So it's uh it feels tighter, smaller. It makes my 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 feed makes a lot more sense. Okay, know, at the moment, so it's it's great and it's easy to use because it's it's the unit the interface is basically identical. Basically identical. So, hmm.
1: I to have so. to migrate. Maybe I'll actually start using social media again if I come over to ye olde Blue Sky.
0: Yeah, but you got to be invited, man. It takes months that's okay i requested to join it like over six months ago <laughs> oh
1: so. I'll, I'll, I'll i'll i got time i can wait
0: yeah yeah so just ask to get on there and eventually you will cool um and then our last little bit of follow-up before we get into like the meat of what we want, want to talk about today yeah uh you treated yourself to something that we've <laughs> we've mentioned in passing, actually not on this podcast. It actually is in the uh clips episode of the Cinema podcast, which it was is. the inspiration for this podcast. For this podcast. So, yeah. This is a major throwback. It is. Yeah. It's it's something that's been kicking
1: around in my head for quite some time. So yeah, I um <clears throat> for for all the listeners that follow the lore of Ryan Cipriani. You know that I have been a devoted Mustang driver for ten years. I I bought my first Mustang back in 2013. Um, I was 27 years old at the time, and it was it was the first time that I'd ever bought a new car in my entire life. Like I'd I'd always had used cars, which you know, perfectly fine. But like as a 27 year old, there there's something that feels cool about owning like your own a brand new vehicle. and there's something that was like intensely motivating about it. I knew I had to work my ass off every single day at work in order to afford that car at the time, which setting aside the financial irresponsibility of dumping a lot of money into a car payment. I, I loved Mustangs for 10 years. It is to this day, uh, like um, unironically, the best car I've ever driven is, is the Mustang. I, I love the driving experience. You had two or three. Two. Okay. Two. Um, and really the only reason that I ever traded in the 2013 one was there were some quality of life improvements in the 2018 model that, um, th- things like Bluetooth connection for audio and all that. Right. Just, just little things. Um, it was slightly better gas mileage in the, in the 2018. Um, anyway, the 2018, um, Mustang is a car that I've been in since since 2018 um, and I just traded it in this weekend and I got a Bronco Sport.
0: Um, yeah, change changed ponies.
1: Changed ponies. Different, different horse. Um, not a horse of a different color because I got a black Bronco, um, just like the black Mustang, but uh, a different horse. A horse that, this is interesting, foot and a half shorter. Didn't realize that until I was like, why is this car feel like a go-kart? Um, and it's because it's much shorter than the Mustang is. Um,
0: about the same wheelbase width, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm in a Bronco now. You mean, uh, lengthwise? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. Cause you have a, the Mustang has a big front end engine.
1: Tons of front end that, that car is, um, like there is a learning curve in, in order to understand like how to, how to maneuver a Mustang because the car is in halves, um, where the front half is all engine and the back half is like your seating cabin and a little bit of cargo space. Um, Whereas obviously with the, the Bronco, you're sitting much farther forward. You're sitting up much higher. It's just, it's easier to see shit. It is a, it's a blast. Like I, um, there was a, a big part of me the the night that I, there's a whole story to like the, the trade in if, if we've got time for that, but I'll say this, the, the, the night that I like bought the, the Bronco, I woke up at one point in like kind of an anxiety panic, wondering if I was going to regret the decision which I kind of now maintain was brought on by eating way too much cheesecake factory in celebration afterwards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that restaurant has like the highest calorie count. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um,
1: but the, uh, like I, obviously, I, I miss the driving experience of the Mustang, but I I do not regret it at all. Um, I I adore the Broncos Sport. Um, it is it is just so much fun. Um, obviously, it doesn't have the thrust to weight ratio of like a rocket ship, like the the Mustang was. Um, but there's like there are Pam and I were driving back from Thanksgiving, um, you know, uh, two weeks ago, and we we got stuck in stopped gridlock traffic and the only way for us to get moving again was to drive across you know like a median basically and get into a an actual traffic lane that was moving and i we were in her suv at the time and i remember thinking to myself holy shit if we'd done this in my car the ground was wet um it you know like i the the mustang has no ground clearance like i never would have been able to do this and so there there is a capability aspect to the bronco that just feels more like useful
0: so so you upgraded to a Bronco so you could get down the road quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically enough, in some cases,
1: yes. The Bronco can go places that the Mustang cannot.
0: Yes, uh the Bronco is famous for really just tearing down the roadway when needed. <laughs> I don't think this Bronco is as fast as that one is.
1: <laughs> I think that I think that one had a Slightly more powerful engine than what I'm, I'm working with right now. <laughs> okay. But <All> right, fair. <laughs> yeah, this one's not really meant for running away from things. You might say, <laughs> you never know until you try, right? You, you never know. Yeah. You, you really got to
0: you, know. Is this a faithful successor?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, that, that I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't anticipate ever having to use my Bronco for such things. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm actually really proud of the deal that I struck, um, because I went in and uh, I, I will not reveal exactly which Ford dealership in the Tennessee area that I went to, because I'd like to protect the identities of some very fine gentlemen who cut a, an aggressive deal with me. Okay. Um, but the the initial offer was uh, thirteen thousand for the Mustang and monthly payments of about um, seven hundred and eighty dollars a month. That's that's what we were looking at, and I basically said, hey. Appreciate it. Not really what I am looking at. Um, you know, not not what I am looking to spend. Uh, we'll uh, we'll give it some consideration. Come back and maybe talk to you in a, in a couple of weeks or months um, after some negotiating. I got them to offer me twenty on the Mustang, so I got twenty thousand dollars for the the Mustang, and uh, I got my monthlies under four hundred. Um, so it was a lot of wrangling. It took a lot of back and forth, um, but we got there, and I am like uh, just delightfully pleased with the vehicle. It's, it is just, oh my God, it's so much fun. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. And it does a lot of cool things that the Mustang doesn't like. It's got heated seats and a heated steering wheel and, uh, you know, a better, like, you know, in dash display and, uh, there, there's that bougie ness. Oh, guys. there it look, is. I, I wasn't expecting to get the bougie, uh, Bronco, but Josh, when I set my phone down on the center console, it charges it because it has wireless charging built into the center console.
0: Ryan is trying to figure out how to retrofit a Nespresso machine into the console. Stay Look, tuned.
1: Don't don't think it hasn't crossed my mind.
0: <laughs> Every time you watch the Santa Claus, don't you get like a little jealous? The cookie of his cocoa sleigh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the I fuck?
1: Don't... I don't know, man, the, uh, the, the, the Bronco that I've got, it's pretty close to all that stuff. It's pretty
0: close. (laughs) Of course it is.
1: (laughs) All right. So yeah. um, End of, (laughs) end of an era. Um, I'm already like budgeting for, you know, a period when I've got the, the space, like buying a used Mustang just to have as my Sunday car, because I, I, there's a part of me that does miss that experience, but, um, I, I, no regrets, man. This, the, the, the Bronco sport is a ton of fun for anybody that's looking for just like an accessible SUV, um, that is usable, but not like, you know, you're not going to go climbing mountains in this thing, but then how often does the like average driver climb mountains Bronco sport? It's a ball. Oh my god, it's so much fun. Not
0: sponsored by Ford,
1: by the way. Not sponsored by Ford, but I'm a big Ford fanboy, so.
0: Well, I'm glad you did this after the the auto workers strike has oh, yeah. ended. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this, this might be in bad taste otherwise.
1: No, 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 no. no. I like to say I I support Ford, I support the UAW. Um, I think the Bronco is proudly assembled by members of the UAW. Uh, it's 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 a cool machine, man. I like I oh, yeah. <laughs> Where I, uh, plant? I enjoy it. Um, the, the Broncos plant. Yeah. I'm actually not sure.
0: Yeah. Cause I think the truck is made in Kentucky. Is it? Um, uh, but I don't know where the Broncos made anyway. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. I, I was, I've been trying ever since you sent me a text <laughs> that I didn't quite understand cause I just saw the, the, the key fob and uh-huh. it was half covered in like yeah. a sticker. So I was just like, what are we, what? Little bit, mystery, little bit of mystery a little bit
1: of mystery yep
0: it's like okay
1: yep and uh, then uh went out to cheesecake afterwards to celebrate ate way too much and uh yeah woke up with heart palpitations that night that's <laughs> that is, that's unpleasant that is a sign i'm getting older <laughs> that's
0: unpleasant you can you can't stomach your 11,000 000- calorie uh, slice of cheesecake.
1: I think twenty-seven year old Ryan buying his first Mustang, if he'd driven off to Cheesecake Factory to celebrate, would have like just mowed that sucker down. But mm-hmm. uh 38-year-old Ryan um cannot can't hang anymore.
0: <laughs> Thank God you didn't get a Panera charged lemonade.
1: <laughs> Dude, have you seen this like you know Mio, the little squirt bottle that would like flavor your water? Have you seen that they're not yeah. making it caffeinated? Of course they are. Like how dangerous like, is that? As a coffee addict, like I, I'm like that there's, there's no control over how much caffeine you're, you're zipping into that water.
0: No, no, that's a, whew, dangerous. Very dangerous. Da- some dangerous shit right there. Please caffeinate responsibly.
1: Please caffeinate responsibly.
0: Um, all right. Well, that's, uh, over half an hour of just a little housekeeping, a little follow up seeing where we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I spent several days trying to figure out a, a, a my little pony joke and I, I couldn't make it work.
1: oh that's excellent well so maybe that's what i'll rename it so in the the ford app because i can because you know it it lets me start the car from my phone i wanted
0: to (laughs) i've
1: been like working out like what do i what do i nickname it because it's call it my little brony i i do i do love my little brony um right now it's called the hematite horsey because it's it's black okay. and I was like, you know, okay. that's that's not bad. Well, is that the name of the
0: color? Hematite?
1: I think the, the color's just black, but oh really no. it's black, okay. Yeah. Uh but I was like, you know, that seems that seems, you know, pretty reasonable. Hematite horsey. That's a good name. That's nickname. fine for now.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've always given my cars titles, not names, but they had titles. Um, and I don't have one for mine currently.
1: Yeah, I, I still think for me the the best was the um the my my silver mustang i called the werewolf killer because it was a silver bullet bullet. yeah yep exactly and that was that was that was wonderful that was that was fantastic
0: yeah it it was great i i called my 95 taurus i called it the magic school bus um, (laughs) yes because it felt huge to drive but it was so maneuverable that's nice yeah Yeah, it was like actually a joy to drive that thing yeah um and then i got the ford focus and i called that the red baron Yes. I remember the Red Baron. I remember Um, the Red Baron. Yeah. Also a joy to drive. Um, And then when I got my Elantra, I was like, because I wasn't as love in love with it. And now um, I have this SUV and I haven't found a right title for it. It's, uh, it's green. Um, okay. It's, it's actually, it's forest pearl. So (laughs) I might call
1: it the hero of drive. I don't know. Oh, Oh, that's, that's good that's good that's that is that's deep like you gotta you gotta you gotta know your shit to get that one i like that yeah
0: so all right but enough uh, enough shop talk (laughs) all right we talked personal stuff music preferences politics let's talk economics
1: i i am i am so excited to talk economics
0: yeah, I, I wrote in my notes, guys. Uh, main event economics, and then parentheses. I said, "Shut it, Fitz," because you know <laughs> Ryan's always like, "It always comes back to economics," and I'm just—he's <laughs> right, but still, like, just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Fitz. Um, no, a, a thing I wanted to sh- uh, talk about is I—it was—it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was heading to work, and uh, there was a—or was the day before. Sorry, and the USA Today at the gas station. Its front page story was about, like, the struggles of food banks Mm. as, like, more and more people are getting there and this holiday season is going to suck for food banks. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Really? And this kind of dovetailed into just um, food banks are struggling, like food pantries, uh, charities that, that, you know, feed people. Yeah. Uh, More and more people are using these. Right. And... But I keep hearing in my ear holes from uh, left news all damn day, and I'm sorry to say left news, but I mean it is. I, I gotta appear balanced here. No, no, um, man, that, that's not appearing balanced. That's that's calling a spade a spade. Like the the
1: the left left leaning media is really trying to sell Bidenomics, and I they are so fucking out
0: of touch with this. They keep saying that the economy is fine. And but it's, everyone's perception is wrong and they're trying to explain why everyone's perception is wrong. And I'm like, please go tell this person that this can't buy fucking food right this is this is the absolute
1: worst, most losing political argument that the left is making right now. it's it's fucking crazy making because instead of instead of meeting people where they are and saying, we acknowledge that you are struggling still and here is our plan to fix it. They're trying to say, you just don't understand how good you've got it. That is that is the most arrogant bullshit coming out of the left. That in in politics right now, it 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 really doesn't rage me. It pisses me off because these kinds of stories are exactly why Biden is n- not even like theoretically openly losing to Trump in polls right now. Is it's it's shit like this because not only not only like so inflation is coming down. But inflation is coming down. It doesn't mean that the overall prices have gone back to like pre-2019 levels. So just because the inflation isn't rising as quickly, things are still more expensive. And things like the uh, the earned income tax, the child uh, child tax credit, um, all of those have gone away.
0: Yeah, that lasted for a year, right? It was like a social experiment for a year that really seemed to work out across the board. It Everybody did. loved it and... Then you know, government's like, okay, well, that was nice,
1: and time it, to. And this is where like Biden and his entire team are so fucking out of touch. And this is why I'm convinced we are on track for a a serious red wave in uh in 24 is between this and like the the um the student loan forgiveness all of those issues those economic issues that directly hit people's pocketbooks they're not addressing them head on and even worse they're deflecting and yeah we we are in a we're in a period where basic groceries cost people a lot more than they did a couple of years ago. And on top of that, those same people are not getting the same subsidies like they would have gotten from, you know, the, the pause in uh, student loan repayment or the, the child income tax all, or the, 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 child tax credit, all of that, they have less money and things cost more. So yeah, for most people, the economy sucks, but everyone has a job, Ryan. People are overemployed. That's the, this is the, the new terror of the economy is people who have like two or three jobs, full-time jobs, to try and just make ends meet. And that's the thing is the, the traditional markers of what a strong economy are really don't tell the story anymore. And you have to look beyond employment numbers and you have to look beyond inflation rate because prices are higher. Inflation may be coming down, but that doesn't mean that prices have gone down. So prices are higher. Prices won't come down. They will not. No, they, that's, that is a foregone conclusion. And yeah, everybody's employed, but what are the wages? Right. Nobody's nobody's like parsing any deeper than just people have jobs and wages.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because cost of living is insane. Um, Just food, gas, transportation, housing is still out of control. Yeah. And um, housing market is one of those that can fluctuate dramatically. So at some point you might see those prices come down a bit probably not without some sort of major recession. Um, but Yeah, and, and and even then, there are enough weird
1: headwinds in the housing sector that housing may re- remain artificially high for a very long time. Yes. There's, there's a lot at play in the housing market and the lack of new housing being built, the fact that rates are still so high, um, so people who might move to upgrade do not want to sell their house because they do not want to get locked in at a mortgage at 8% they're not moving. So people who are trying to get into starter houses, nothing's being built. And the people who might move to upgrade, they're not moving out to make room for people who are looking for starter houses.
0: There's complete intransigence in the the housing market. It's, it's a little scary. And not just for homes, but for businesses as well. Like landlords sure. across the board are just being greedy fucks. In yeah, my opinion, commercial real estate um,
1: is, is on its way for
0: a crash. That might be actually terrifying. That might be what kicks
1: the, the economy into a recession.
0: I can only hope. Um, the the New York Times podcast episode that was talking about all of this um you know in there like you know they're trying to explain it trying to make us mm-hmm. understand like how a lot of this is perception because of like what we consume on media because on social media people post all these negative stories about I'm like yes but these stories aren't lies right they, like, they like, might like, be a microcosm but they're they're not lies they're like people, like these are people's stories like this is I can show you my grocery receipt you know like it's 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 insane <clears throat> yeah. and um but what, what cracks me up is towards the end they're like well we also don't want people to stop buying and right. just not not you know buy things because then these companies are going to fall and then there'll be massive layoffs and things will disappear and I'm like, well, then what's the answer, Brenda? It wasn't Brenda. I don't remember who the reporter's <laughs> name was. Uh, I, I was like, what, what's, what's the solution here then? Because this, this podcast ends where there are no ideas presented. There's just no – basically, the, it's it's just it's a piece that seems designed around, hey, we need to kind of do our part as the New York Times to try to like puff up Biden's image here with the whole Bidenomics thing. It's it's the worst kind of
1: piece because it is a it, it is a direct pandering to the Biden campaign, and it is simultaneously um, like a puff piece for corporations, right? Like I, I know like there are certain trigger words that people are like, oh, the lefty bullshit's coming out now, and corporations being one of them. But like like you said, there's no solution that they offer. It's just no. But you you still have to continue to buy from these places. It's like or those places could unilaterally start lowering their prices and making life easier on everybody it's the it's the profit chase cycle and like the boom and bust economy that we live in that's the real issue it's not people trying to just buy their damn
0: groceries now could could more of us try to live with a little more austerity sure that possibly we are our, our day-to-day the quote-unquote like essentials uh you know they might not be as essential as we think yeah. they are um, we're, we're, but, we're, having this segment right after we
1: talked about, I just bought a new
0: car. I know, but are you in a good place financially? Like, yes,
1: I, am I, I, am in an okay place. In fact, by the, yeah. the, the, what I set up with this new vehicle lowers my monthly expenses. My, my insurance went down, my car payment went down. Like I, this was actually the, it was the fiscally responsible thing to do. Um,
0: other than just paying off my old car. so you know which is the nature of the auto industry yeah you know um the i don't i I, i'm still trying to formulate like a coherent thought with this but it's like i i wish they would actually pay attention to some of the more nuanced uh arguments around why people are struggling and they're just kind of blowing right by it they're like it's these big things that people aren't really seeing and that's unfortunate but you know it is good and meanwhile, over here on our little podcast that could, we're trying to bring attention to the stories that aren't getting the massive coverage. Like we talked about the egg thing, yeah, which is actually a, a lawsuit that was brought back in 2011, 2012. I, I forgot now it's been a week, um, 2011. Yeah. It was a lawsuit from big egg price fixing back then, which they were absolutely doing a year ago. Uh, but we'll see if they get another slap on the wrist or not. Uh, I, I just sent. Ryan uh, a link I think yesterday yeah about, about big tuna big chicken and big tuna <laughs> being fixing. under. it's so I feel like I lose some of my seriousness when I have to say big tuna <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very the office tuna <laughs> uh but but it, Washington the Washington state sued yeah these big uh big chicken and big tuna Yep. For intentional price fixing, driving up the prices. It, it was these companies that worked together, communicated together to artificially inflate the price of these food staples that should be way cheaper than they are. This is – and this was only Washington state. I, yeah. I didn't find anything about are other states going to pursue this? Is the fucking federal government going to pursue this or is there some sort of like loophole in place? that's like, well, one state sued us so you guys can't. Um, but the the ag there, he sued and he got you know they, they won and he is sending checks to households, sure, um, of either fifty or a hundred dollars. But you have to spread this money out across the state, the state, right? <laughs> um, so like the the house that might not be that much money. I feel like just like class actions, it's never that much money to the individual.
1: But, I mean, what we're talking about is the squeeze that people are under right now. And honestly, an extra fifty dollars towards groceries or or towards gas, an extra hundred dollars towards groceries, that might go a long way, you know, in, in, in at least for that week or that month just to to like nudge people along and keep them from just going under. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a lot of money, but it's it's enough that for most people, that might make a difference this month
0: this week. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and hopefully it does. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm, I feel like that's a little bit of good news yeah. for the people of Washington state,
1: but it's those kinds of like, it. you know, we, we, we talked on here before about like conspiracy theories and how lots of conspiracy theories tend to come from like a nugget of truth that then gets combined with a lot of like mental gymnastics and blows up into a whole weird space. Things like this, learning that, Tuna companies and chicken companies are intercommunicating and price fixing. This is what gives credence to conspiracy theories because this seems like a conspiracy. Uh, but it's it was proven true in court, right? Like they yeah. were price fixing to make things more. So, like I, I I am I I am no apologist for people who are into conspiracy theories, but at the same time, spare a thought for them because when shit like this comes out it does lend certain credence to even the wackier ones because we are learning that there is this kind of like rank corruption going on in, in these companies.
0: Yeah. And this, this stuff is real. Yeah. But you know, the, 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 the links I sent to you, they're, they're not a big news organization. Right. You know, I had to, I I spent a good 20 minutes like looking around the internet just to make sure this was not just like a one-off, like, some activist social media account that was like talking. I'm like, what is this? What is the scope of this? Is this a real thing? Like, right. And, um, stories like this are stuff that deserves national attention. People need to know about it. Um, but we also need to know how much money George Santos is making on cameo. (laughs) So, and
1: is it all going to hurt his Hermes spending habit?
0: I hope so. Yeah. Like, dude, I get it. Live your lifestyle, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so food is uber expensive for yeah, everyone it is uh even the government yep um, because they have to buy the food from these companies right uh the usda is one of the big major contributors to these different food banks mm-hmm. so uh pam and i
1: um volunteer at a food bank uh once or twice a month um, just like sorting and filling boxes and all that. And it is astonishing how much of that food is provided by the USDA. Like some of it is local donation from like local grocery stores, but there's actually it's actually very difficult to donate food for a grocery store. It's actually easier for them to throw it away. Like we we make it really difficult for grocery stores to donate food.
0: I am so glad you
1: mentioned this. Okay.
0: <laughs> Ryan. Yes. It's very common for some people to make jokes about how. In Boston, there's a Dunkin' across the street from Dunkin', or New York, there's a Starbucks across the street from a Starbucks and stuff. But in Orlando, is there a Publix across the street? There is a Publix across the street from a fucking Publix. Fuck out of here! No way. There was the main Publix, and then there's the Overflow Publix that used to be a Lucky's. No
1: fucking way. And they
0: are both super busy.
1: Of course they are.
0: I want to say this is Orange and Pine Lock if you're Central Florida local. Okay, I think that's just where it is. Came across this in my Uber travels one evening.
1: Get the fuck out of here!
0: I pick up a a Publix employee. She's getting off work and um, she's had a day. I I love it when people have a day and they just want to bitch about their day. I'm like, (laughs) tell me, girl. We've got we've got ten minutes. Let's do this. Um, But yeah, I'm just like I'm mystified that there's a Publix across the street from a Publix. Yep. But she just goes on about how much food Publix throws away yeah how much food like employees don't get to take it they don't donate it they don't like they they don't give it to homeless people or you know like the, the dumpsters like freaking guarded and uh actually in fact i think she told me they don't have a dumpster hmm. i think they have a like a, a compactor a compactor so it's yeah. not like they can't just throw in the dumpster because somebody might dive in and get it
1: and, and to be clear, this is not like, like Publix has its own problems. This is not necessarily entirely an indictment of Publix, but this I'm is. I'm just using them as an example. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, this is the American grocery system. It's very difficult for them
0: to actually donate, which is fucking crazy. I, I can only assume, like if I had to give credit at all, I'm like, is this about um like liability? Yeah. In case a food is, is bad or whatever. I'm like, okay, but you have a ton of frozen and freaking canned and shelf stable items that you still throw at all the time because it's past their sell by date by the way this is a, a, a just a little note guys uh, a sell by date is not an expiration date mm-hmm. uh, chances are you can still use that thing past the expiration date the exception is maybe milk yeah in which case just freaking sniff it like yep, it's use, fine.
1: use your best judgment it's fine
0: it won't kill you but yeah don't be a slave to the uh expiration date anyway um Yes, grocery stores throw out so much food. I mean, they do. we just as a people throw out so much food. There's so much waste, tons of it, tons of so it. So much waste that could benefit other people. Yep. Um, but no. So to benefit people, the government has to buy and send some mm-hmm. or us, right? We need to do it. And donations are down, probably because people can't afford people shit. People can't afford to to donate, right? Donations are down and demand is high yep. for your food bank. So in the scope of holiday season, uh, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, make people aware. And um, if you can donate something,
1: even if that is do. your, even if that's your time, like go volunteer at one of them, go work at one of them for you know a few hours. Just they they always need help. And guys, it's not rocket science. Like I know that. Uh, it, um, for me as an individual, sometimes the hardest part about starting something is the unknown aspect. You know, and, and I look at something like uh, going in and volunteering at a, a, soup kitchen or volunteering at a, um, a, a food pantry. And I'm, there's a part of me that freezes a little bit. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how to do any of this. i you know, it's, it's completely out of my element. they will walk you through it. It's not hard. Exactly. I promise you it's, it's fine. They, and they just are appreciative to have your help period. So yeah, if you can't donate food, if you can't donate money, donate your time because it, your, your time is a valuable thing to these organizations
0: but if you can donate stuff yeah um try to donate cans with pop tops Mm -hmm. or donate can openers Uh, Mm -hmm. dollar tree has loads of them they'll work for a few cans Um, (laughs) and when you're donating canned stuff think about i mean think about donating the the canned chicken or the canned tuna um, because i mean the fresh version is way more expensive and doesn't keep as long and you're talking about some people that in worst case they don't have a fridge right um so think about that i would caution against donating stuff like mac and cheese um because these people don't have butter and they don't have milk
1: right the 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 fewer activities that are required in order to make the food work the better
0: keep yeah keep it simple like even if it's just freaking cups of ramen like sure ramen just needs water boiling water yep so Uh, just some stuff to consider. I know this is the time of year where people start, like, you know, tying grocery bags on your doorknobs and sending flyers in the mail, talking about how they need stuff and or money. Um, and
1: I, I also want to encourage this because this is also the time of year where volunteerism takes its biggest uptick because everybody wants to get in the seasonal feeling like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, places like food, uh, food banks, um, kitchens, all of that, they see their largest uptake in volunteers. They see their biggest crash after January 1st. So even if it's once a month, make it a habit because after the beginning of the new year, that's when they're going to need the most help because that's when all the volunteers just vanish. People go back to their lives. They're they're not as like they're not feeling the holiday spirit anymore. It's cold. It's gray. I get it. Everybody like it. You're you're kind of in a mood. Take your vitamin D supplement and go volunteer in January and February. Like
0: <laughs> that, and that, that's a very good point. We'll we'll remind people next month probably. Yeah.
1: yeah yes. Yeah. Be
0: like, hey. Yeah. By the way, people are still hungry. People are still hungry. Um, Please still volunteer. The this is also the time of of charity. and yeah. in, in giving. And all that stuff, and uh, we mentioned this back over the summer um, when we were talking about Maui, yeah, and everything. Um, charities need help and support, mm-hmm. but please do your due diligence and vet your charities, yeah, because uh, some of them are full of shit. Some of them, it turns out, are fucking
1: grifting you. Yes, and like here's here's a thing. What I will give Donald Trump credit for, if anything, I hate it. it Go I know. On. <laughs> is that when he grips his followers, at least he's like kind of providing something it, whether it's Trump vodka or Trump steaks or Trump Academy, like there's, he, he never steals from, well, actually one of his charities was stealing money, wasn't it? Oh, see, I can't even. Yeah, never yeah,
0: mind. I'm like, I'm, I was kind of waiting to see where this was going. Never mind. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck that asshole. Fuck <laughs> everything about him. I was like, um, you're giving him money and he's giving you entertainment. I don't I don't know well, what we're so, doing here.
1: No, the, the, like I, I, I there's nothing more despicable than a charity that steals money or like a false charity that is is grifting um, and I was like, you know, Donald Trump ha- has provided a lot of bunk, but he's never stolen from a charitable. But I was like, no, actually, now that I think about it, he got in a lot of trouble for a charitable, uh, co- but the, the son of a bitch does so much that it's hard to keep track of it all. Anyway, Donald Trump's a fucking piece of shit. Um, so I- in general, when it comes to your charities, be careful that you are donating to one that has a track record of showing where its donations are going, because this is the time of year that. That a lot of predatory charities that are not charities—they are just grifting mechanisms—will steal from people,
0: saying that it's charity. Yeah, and in proper charity, it should not be hard to right come across those financials. Exactly, like it should public, be open.
1: It's public information because the the, yeah. the the one that I sent Josh that's like a bugbear of mine right now that I'm I'm so upset about is this um, YouTuber that I really enjoyed, uh, the Completionist. Who, if you're in the video gaming community, you know who he who he is, um, Gerard Khalil. Uh, he 100 com- he he 100 percent completes video games. So, like all the side quests, all the main quests, like, you know, and basically just gives recommendations on whether or not you as a gamer should do the same thing. But on the side, he also runs a charity organization called the Open Hand Foundation, which is geared towards uh dementia prevention. And through a series of documentaries that have come out recently, it's been revealed that his charity has been withholding. Every dollar it has taken in for like the last decade. So they're sitting on $600,000. This is a partially developing story because it does look like they finally donated at least the original $600,000. But what also came out is that the Open Hand Foundation um, was involved with a lot of other like charity events like golf tournaments. And that money is just completely missing. And by, by all rights, it looks like a complete grift. And that they have just been stealing money that is supposed to have been going towards dementia research. And um, it's shit like that that's just, it's, it's terribly disappointing. But those are the kinds of things, the, the, the reason that this even came out was because somebody dug into the open hands 501c3 public filings and was like, how do you have $600,000 and why has there been no outflow from your uh, your organization? And it's because they've kept the money that is supposed to be charitable donations for years.
0: And six hundred k is a a small amount for dementia research, in my opinion. Uh, so you would think they they would be earning more.
1: I, I think that's what's like so confusing about all of it is um, the 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 numbers are like it's nothing so earth shattering that you're like, but like if it came out tomorrow, that um, awesome games done quick, which routinely um, raises several million dollars annually for the prevent cancer foundation. If it came out tomorrow that they were not actually turning that money over, that would, that would break video game culture. Mm. Um, But something like this, which is on a smaller scale the numbers aren't big enough to attract attention, which is kind of why I think they thought they could get away with it. Um, it's also just odd that if you're going to like, f- I, I think it's been the the fundraisers that they've been doing to raise money for open hand have been going on for like 10 years. It's really weird that if you were going to keep that money, like they, they weren't doing anything at all with it to make more money off of that money. It, the whole situation's really fucking strange. Like it's not invested anywhere. It's not, you know, like they didn't try and hide it. It's just sitting in the org undonated.
0: It's it's a, curious story it is it's, it's, it's waiting for an ending here yeah it's it, it's it's quite disappointing <laughs> but if you tell me that a youtuber was caught grifting people i i will never be shocked
1: yeah i, I mean uh, like between uh logan paul and now Jerrod khalil and um some of these other assholes that like come up with these schemes to play their their audiences
0: it's it's weird man yeah it's but i mean it's partially our fault as as consumers for giving them clicks giving them views giving them the 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 attention that can be turned into some sort of revenue yeah that's why like we're going to have to start providing receipts
1: <laughs> you, if if we if we do anything charitable josh you and i we're we're going to have to provide receipts we got to
0: we got to prove to people we're we're on the up and up oh yes yes you're uh, correct yeah uh, for more information, guys, if you want to, uh, get a little more active and donating to food banks, uh, foodpantries.org Yep. Uh, lists, uh, food banks all across the country. Um, you can search by city and state. Uh, I think the USDA's website also, mm-hmm. um, lists like their distributors. Um, you can Google this stuff. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, but basically people are hungry, mm-hmm. feed them food. Yes. People have a right to eat. <laughs>
1: that sh- that should be a basic human right. Yeah. It should be. In in the United States, in a in a country that that spends 60% of its, you know, domestic budget on the military industrial industrial complex and we can't feed everybody in this country. That's a fucking shame, man. No, that's socialism, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't give me any of that socialized turkey.
1: I told you last week, socialism, when you go issue by issue, pulls remarkably well. If you call it socialism, people are like, no, I don't want any of that crazy commie shit. But if you go issue by
0: issue, people are like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) If people put a socialism banner, like a big banner that says socialized over food bank, like if they just hung the socialized food bank – would the numbers drop just because people are like,
1: "Oh, I don't, I don't want socialism. Republicans dude. would burn them to the ground. They treat them the same, the same as like, uh, "Oh my god, yeah, it, no,
0: no." I just mean in terms of like the demand. Like, would people like still, still go in or they'd be this like, "No, is, this is like, commie butter right here."
1: Yeah, there's mac <laughs> and cheese in a red box.
0: I knew it, suicide Susan... get the kids out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Some of the most popular um, programs in the United States, like Social Security, like the VA, like uh, uh, Medicaid for for seniors, are socialism programs. <laughs> and, like I just wish more people had a concept of that. Like the kind of socialism that that uh, most people who are just like liberal Democrats are arguing for is not like the the authoritarian Venezuela bullshit that that goes on. It is a much more balanced approach to capitalism and governance in the united states it, it is it is it is providing safety and um basics for for all human beings and the fact that that is a controversial idea just as it's a proof of the rot that goes on in this country but that's why we're encouraging our listeners who are unequivocally some of the best people in the u.s no question the good people listen to us uh go out and and donate your time donate some food Whatever you can do, we know you're good people. We uh, we encourage, we encourage you to spread that goodness.
0: Yes, please give people food. Yeah, turn off their Mariah Carey album. Do them a favor. Yeah, turn off Mariah. Turn off
1: Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> Donate some Bing Crosby. Have we canceled <laughs> Bing Crosby yet? Is he canceled? I don't know. Like maybe I shouldn't Is, be saying I, Bing Crosby.
0: Um, it, did Bing do something?
1: I don't know. That's it, why I'm just. Oh. I, I need to. I need to check myself before I go recommending Bing i as,
0: as far as i know he's fine
1: all right cool so yeah give give people bing crosby instead of mariah carey it's,
0: yeah god you made my heart jump there a little bit i,
1: I don't know man it's like a go shoot it's a, on a daily basis somebody's getting canceled
0: yes which really is just an opportunity to grow as a person <laughs> or you can be uber butthurt or you can be so. really butthurt about it all yeah <laughs> it's, we all have a choice uh i think that's an episode man i think so too I think that's that's some great stuff uh yeah. is it hanukkah is it hanukkah right now i thought so i thought no no, no wait, oh. wait, wait wait
1: didn't it Does it starts on friday doesn't it
0: well okay but which friday yep because we're Tomorrow. recording on thursday oh yeah 7. sorry so, <laughs> sorry that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. By, the time epi-
1: by the time this episode airs yes we will be on the one two three fourth day of hanukkah yeah we're
0: we're deep in it by now that's a lot of magic oil uh, that is a lot of magic oil maybe donate some oil i don't know I mean. (laughs) Donate a Nespresso machine.
1: I can't recommend that. (laughs) Ryan, you have like two of them. You can donate one. I do not have two uh,
0: Nespresso machines.
1: The only reason I can't, like, keep it in mind. I bought my Nespresso machine before I knew that Nestle was like the root of all evil. Before I realized that they were in fact the Devil Incorporated. So yes, you know, e- and even then, it's a Delonghi, so it doesn't directly defeat into Nespresso. And I don't buy Nespresso pods; I buy pods from other companies that are not Nespresso linked. Um, okay, which is why I say I can't <laughs> necessarily <laughs> recommend the Nespresso machine if you I can like find the, an off-brand. Get it?
0: <laughs> you're just just coming up with the excuses to keep that sweet, sweet coffee goodness. Look,
1: man, it's fast coffee, which means it is it's inferior it's a good little caffeine hit midway through the day but like there's nothing better than slow coffee
0: yeah you really need to like start going the extra mile you need to go like harvest your beans grind them up press them french style. don't think
1: don't think that i have not looked into what it would take to get a bean roaster and buying raw coffee beans and doing my own roasting this has crossed my mind i've i've thought about it yeah what are we looking at here what's the over under on this it's, it's, it's a couple hundred dollars to even get started. Like the, the mm. coffee bean roasters are not cheap. Um, and the time commitment is it's one of those things that like if you like miss the window, you ruin. Um, and if, if I remember the math that I did, it is actually more economical just to buy well roasted coffee beans than to try and buy raw coffee beans and do your own roasting. Like the the, the roaster ends up taking several years to pay itself off and at that point i'm just like i i don't know they're like 800 bucks to get started
0: that sounds yeah that sounds like a commitment
1: it is and like i love my coffee but i've spent enough on coffee equipment, like after a certain point. <laughs> I do have to consider that I, I am not part of the 1%. I'm not part of the 10%. I don't even think I'm part of the 20%. So, like, from an economic standpoint, I, I do have to draw the line somewhere, and I think it's at having a coffee bean roaster.
0: Okay. Glad, yeah. glad we found the line. <laughs> yeah. For this week, anyway. For this week. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, that's an episode as always Uh we appreciate you the listener indeed please give us your questions thoughts comments concerns
1: like subscribe if you're into movies listen to our other podcasts cinema we just at the time of this recording we're about to drop a banger of an episode for uh the movie mortal Kombat, which is super exciting so if you like ridiculous movies that's a good place to you know to check us out as well. So yeah, that's our season three finale. It is our season uh, three finale. Yeah, it's out. I love it. Indeed, indeed. If you can't get enough of Josh or Ryan, that's a good place to
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll try to see you next week. See you next week.